Hello and welcome back to episode 74 of the Sports Brief Podcast. We appreciate you guys for joining us. Uh, joined by uh, Tristan Danger Raycourt. What's up, T-Dog? Hey, man. It's going good. Um, exciting things are happening. Free agency started today. Uh, lots to talk about. Yeah, definitely. A lot of teams uh, bringing in some guys. A lot of guys bring, uh, going to some teams. A lot of things to talk about. Uh, this main episode is going to mainly talk about that, but a lot of other things uh, around the league as well. So make sure you guys like and subscribe down below uh, as we get into this. Uh, leave a like and a comment, please. Help people find the show. It helps with the YouTube algorithm, as they say. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, I'm not going to waste any time with this because uh, I saw your comment on Facebook about the, the Packers re-signing Aaron Jones to a four-year deal worth $48 million, including a $13 million signing bonus. Why do you think that is such a, a drastic move for the Packers and their moves uh, moving forward? Well, I made a few comments on Facebook. I'm not sure which one you saw, but uh, I, I, have, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. Um, really happy he's back. Um, I, I'd hate to see him leave, but uh, I'm just really surprised Green Bay paid the money for him. And I... In the end, I don't think they should have paid this money for Aaron Jones, and I think they should have let him walk. I think there are bigger needs than running back. Uh, you know, obviously, A.J. Dillon showed he was he could provide something. Jamal Williams, super solid. He's never really got the workload that I think he could handle. Um, and he's, He hasn't fumbled once since entering the NFL. Aaron Jones has numerous times. Uh, so it, it kind of confused me, but Green Bay's offense suits Aaron Jones perfectly, uh, suits his skill set perfectly, catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, and I think A.J. Dillon's going to be a, a heck of a compliment to Aaron Jones. Um, Jamal Williams is gone. He already said goodbye on Instagram earlier. Uh, so that sucks. You hate to see him leave. Especially His energy is incredible. But uh, uh, it's going to be really cool. This The contract they gave him – uh, yeah, four years, $48 million, $13 million signing bonus. Uh, I think his his average base salary, I think before incentives, is like $9.5 million a year, which isn't bad. Um, it's actually pretty friendly. That'll, that puts him like bottom of the top 10, uh, around 8, 9, 10 highest paid running backs. So I'm glad he, they didn't give him that top three or top five money that yep. he was asking for. So. It's not as team-friendly as you'd like it to be, but uh, they did what they needed to do to keep him. I'm glad they kept him, but um, Corey Lindsley's gone. Uh, he just agreed to a deal with the Chargers, made him the highest-paid center in the NFL, which he deserves. Um, but I, I would have much rather have kept Lindsley, I think, than Aaron Jones because we have depth at running back. Offensive line, you're not really sure. Um, obviously, Elton Jenkins can play center. He played very well at center. I'm assuming they're just going to move him to center and then uh, mix some things up at guard. But, yeah, I'm glad he's back for four more years. Uh, I don't know. I still have mixed feelings about it. I feel like there's a lot of other things Green Bay could have spent their money on that would have made the team better. I think by re-signing Aaron Jones, they just kind of, you know, stay. Um, they don't get any worse. But mm -hmm. they could have, I think, should have went after – if I would have paid for anything in free agency, I think I would have paid for a cornerback first uh, to replace Kevin King, and then I probably would have paid defensive line, offensive line, middle linebacker, all before I would have went after uh, a big running back contract. So a little confusing, but uh, at the end of the day, Aaron Jones wanted to stay in Green Bay. He would have gotten way bigger offers to play elsewhere. Uh, so I'm just glad they could get it done before free agency started. 
yep. uh, yesterday they got it done. But uh, yeah, glad he's back. But now we can't really do anything else really in free agency. I mean, they they could probably still bring Robert Tanyan back because he's a restricted free agent, so they could just tender him. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of other guys are not going to be able to do anything with. They need to rework Zedaria Smith's contract and extend him probably uh, to clear up some cap space for this year. And from what I'm reading from a lot of the Packers writers I follow on Twitter, the reason that Aaron Rodgers hasn't restructured his contract, like they talked about after the season ended, is they're saving that money for when they want to start spending in free agency. So apparently, if if they get below the cap, which is what they're trying to do before, I don't know what day it is, is it tomorrow? Uh, I don't know. There's a, I think there's a day this week team has to be under $182.5 million. Yeah, they're trying to get under that without restructuring Aaron Rodgers. And if they want to spend money in free agency and they don't have enough, then they're going to restructure Aaron to get what they want in free agency. That's what I'm hearing. Um, but part of me thinks they're not, they haven't restructured Aaron because they don't want to extend him. Uh, so I don't know. Either way, I think Aaron's gone after next season anyways. I've said it all along. I think next season this, – or this this coming season is probably Aaron's last season in Green Bay, unless he plays as good or better than he did this year. Because um, we're finally get to see Jordan Love in preseason. Hopefully, if there's a preseason, which I'm assuming there will be, um, they let Tim Boyle walk yesterday. Mm-hmm. They didn't they didn't tender him, so they just have Rodgers and Love now. So that's another step closer to Jordan Love. Uh, mm-hmm. It is what it is. I don't think Aaron finishes there still, but there's just the money situation there is interesting. I still think they're going to try to go after some free agent bigger names. Uh, rumors are they're in the in talks where they've, I don't know, they've reached out to T.Y. Hilton. Um, they've reached out to Richard Sherman, but, you know, who hasn't probably? And the yeah. Packers probably aren't offering them the money they want. So, you know, it's whatever. If a team, if a player wants to take a little bit less and compete for a championship, then they could probably come to Green Bay, but... It's so whatever. I'm excited Aaron Jones is back. Uh, I, yeah. I didn't think it was going to happen. It kind of blew my mind when I saw it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's interesting. Like you said, it, it kind of it did catch me off uh, a little bit too uh, because I was thinking they were going to maybe go a couple of different routes. Uh, maybe what let him walk and let A.J. Dillon take over. Um, and uh, it was just kind of it was shocking to me. But uh, I think it's by actually the they have to be under the cap compliance by the 17th, by the way. But point is, uh, it was a shocking move to say the least. Um, and I will say that um, well, they, they at least got a good running back out of it. Uh, it does not make as much as Delvin Cook. Uh, uh, and he's in that top 10, tier, uh, top 10 uh, running back money, which I think he rightfully deserves. So um, it'll be interesting moving forward to see what the Packers do in free agency uh, and how they can kind of uh, see if they can get some more weapons for Aaron Rodgers and maybe even – extend him in the future too definitely something interesting what is a move that you feel the packers have to make uh they have to have to and i'll be all put it on the table they have to make it in free agency cornerback i think cornerback is number one priority in free agency either cornerback or defensive line interior defensive line there's there's a lot of good cornerbacks uh in this free agent class uh mckenzie alexander patrick peterson richard sherman Josh Norman, Jason McCourty, Bashad Breland, P.J. Williams, Desmond King, Casey Hayward, former Packer. Uh, Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler, yeah, he was cut. There's there's a lot of good corners out there that probably won't be that expensive. 
Um, so I think they should make a move because of the depth there is there. Bring in somebody that's, you know, middle-of-the-line cornerback. You don't need a top-tier cornerback, but mm-hmm. somebody who can uh, not do what Kevin King was doing would uh, <laughs> make a world of difference. Um, yeah, cornerback, defensive line. There's not a lot of good defensive line free agents. Uh, some of the bigger names like Clowney, Dalvin Tomlinson, Shelby Harris, Melvin Ingram, Leonard Floyd, Snacks Harrison, who finished last season on the Packers. Um, I think they should probably try to re-sign him and bring back Snacks for like a one-year um, and maybe actually let him play next year. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to see him, what he can do. and uh, Not on the practice squad. Yeah, not on the practice squad. He's obviously a very good player. Yeah. Um, so get him healthy, do what you got to do, and re-sign, give him a one-year deal with like not a lot of guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. Uh but, yeah, besides that, there's other things they could address through the draft. The corners in the draft aren't as good as the free agent corners that are in the league right now. So I think cornerback has to be addressed in free agency. Um, but uh, the other things I think can be picked up through the draft, defensive line, offensive line, middle linebacker. Uh, ride receiver, I don't really know if they're going to make a move in free agency. Probably not because they never really do besides – we're getting Devin Funches back this year. He actually took a pay cut so he could stay with the Packers. Um, nice. And Tavon Austin is technically a free agent, but I would assume they're going to bring him back uh, mm-hmm. because I don't think he's going to get any offers probably anywhere, at least not any big ones. So I think Green Bay could bring him back pretty cheap. So wide receivers, don't really think they're going to bring anybody in, probably won't draft anybody because I think the room is – okay where it's at, especially if they manage to keep Tave on Austin. Uh, Alan Lazard is technically a restricted free agent, but they're going to tender him, I'm sure, and bring him back. So, yeah, I think pretty much just need defense and uh, maybe one or two offensive linemen, but cornerback, definitely the move to make in free agency. I certainly think corner is a is a major need for the Packers moving forward and probably for the Vikings, a lot of teams, to be honest with you. So, um, And there are, like you said, there's a lot of good corners uh, coming up. Uh, but for me, or excuse me, that are free agents, for me and the Minnesota Vikings, they have to make a play at guard here. They only they already missed out on Joe Thune, who signed a five-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs, who which we'll get into later. Um, they also missed out on Kevin Zeitler, uh, who's, who just signed a three-year deal uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. Worth nearly twenty-three million dollars. They missed. Well, Pat Offline wasn't really a miss out on, but uh, but no, they've got they've got some guys they need to go after. Guys like uh, uh, Trey Turner, Gabe Jackson, Richie Incognito. Even though he's getting a little bit up there, but there's still a lot of different things uh, that they're in, in prospects that guys they could go after. Um, and I'm excited to see what they do because I think whatever it takes, they need to bolster that interior offensive line. Mean, force. Mike Iwapati, um, J.R. Sweezy, maybe, I don't know, um, Ethan Pochich, uh, Post, Pochich uh, from, the, from the Seahawks. I never say his name right. So there's a lot of options still on the, on the table, but they're not as top tier as those other players we mentioned in uh, um, with the, the needs that they have at, on the interior offensive line that certainly need to go after a guard here, uh, potentially a center to see, uh, depending on Garrett Bradbury's um, 
his uh, development moving forward. So uh, interior offensive line remains a huge need for the Vikings, and they miss out on two of the best guards in free agency. So that's always that's a plus. Uh, so um, as as far as now we're just we're just going to cover. Uh, we saw that Joe Tooney signed with the Chiefs for a five year, eighty million dollar deal. It was kind of puzzling to me because they let both their their starting tackles go, um, and Eric Fisher and I believe uh, uh, Jeff Schwartz is how you say his name, and. It was kind of shocking because you, you already saw them in the Super Bowl when, you know, Patrick Mahomes was running for his life anyway. So I didn't think they were going to let the, both of his best left ta- or both of his tackles go, the two higher paid guys. But when they release them and get a guy like Joe Thune, a top guy like him at guard, uh, life seems to be okay after that. So what are your thoughts? Like, what, what did you think when you saw this signing? Well, I think this, the Kansas City Chiefs just proved salary cap is fake. Uh <laughs> I mean, I know Patrick Mahomes did a little bit of a restructure, correct? To, Essentially, uh, from what I've heard, yes. To free up some cap space, but I didn't think they were going to be able to give that big of a deal to anybody. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's got to be either really heavily incentive-loaded. Um, I'm not sure what the guaranteed money is for that contract. Um, it looks like uh, total guaranteed money is 48 out of the 80 million. Uh, and once he signs, I believe 32 and a half million is guaranteed. So, I mean, you that's, get one of the better guys like that. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's impressive. They were able to afford that. Uh, I mean, what, what was it last year? They had $19 in cap space and mm-hmm. then they, uh, <laughs> or something. They, they had less than 100 it's, bucks. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, so, I don't know. It's crazy. Cap, the cap is wild. Uh, yeah. But it's – I don't really think their offensive line got any better, especially because they, you know, got rid of Fisher and Schwartz. But I think it kind of just stays the same now because mm-hmm. they mitigated for those losses by signing Joe Thune. Um, obviously, Schwartz and Fisher weren't, like, cream of the crop, but they were very good um, yes. above-average offensive linemen. And I don't think what happened in the Super Bowl is their fault. Um they're going to get paid. They're going to get paid yeah. somewhere else. The Buccaneers blitz was absolutely spectacular. Their packages were ridiculous. Their combos were crazy. Um, I don't think any offensive line would have done any better, really. Um, and part of the blame needs to go to Kansas City's game plan for not getting the ball out faster. But it's just, I don't know, by, by losing those two guys, it hurts a little. But I think their offensive line probably got a little worse, if anything, just a little bit worse, it'd probably be about the same. But I, mm-hmm. I would assume they're going to either bring in another top free agent offensive lineman or they're probably going to draft one in the first round to make up for the other loss. But I think they'll be fine. They're the Chiefs. They have Andy Reid, the offensive mastermind. So they should be they should be fine, and they'll probably be back in the Super Bowl next year. Absolutely. One one kind of one tiny correction. I said uh, Jeff Schwartz. That's his brother who plays guard for the Detroit Lions. It's uh, it's actually Mitchell Schwartz that was actually the the, the Chiefs' uh, other tackler. So small, tiny little correction there. But yeah, definitely shocking. Uh, I think that the Chiefs could potentially uh, definitely shore up that offensive line with that move, uh, and it'll be interesting because I believe for a lot of the offensive line that they had in the Super Bowl were able to kind of move around and do a lot of different things. So if they can continue to get guys that are versatile in there, uh, maybe pick up another tackle, I think they're going to be in pretty good shape uh, and give, be able to give him a lot more protection, especially when it comes to the Super Bowl. So, um, But to you, really, what's been the most shocking move in free agency among the signings that you've seen? I know I've, I've, I've at least got two of them, uh, uh, maybe possibly three, uh, that I'm looking at, but what to you? What's really a, a, the the most shocking signing that you've seen so far? 
Um, as I refresh my Twitter feed, just to make sure nothing has happened since we started, mm-hmm. there's nothing really... Okay, this this just happened, and it surprises me a little bit. The Titans are signing, are signing Steelers pass rusher Bud Dupree. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't really surprise me that much, I guess. So there hasn't really been any moves that have really surprised me yet a lot. Yeah. Not, no like, big splashes, I guess, so far, until Russell Wilson gets signed by the Bears. That'll that'll probably be one to talk about. I think it's going to happen. The Bears haven't done anything yet. They're letting Mitchell Trubisky walk. So being they haven't brought anybody in yet, and they're clearing cap space, and they're letting Trubisky walk, they're going to make a move probably on a quarterback, um, whether it's Watson, if Houston finds some kind of agreement or Russell Wilson, I think something's going to happen, and uh, Chicago's going to end up with a big quarterback here this week. But I guess the, the, the only thing scary. that's... Yeah, the only thing... I mean, you're going to go but you're going to go from getting beaten twice by the Packers every year by a lot to getting beaten twice by the Packers every year by a little bit. So... <laughs> they'll definitely be a better team, regardless oh, yeah. of which one they sign, but uh, I, I still well, think certainly. that division's tough, but for anybody... Yeah. Playing against the Packers, but uh, so I don't no know. Uh, I, I, it's kind of a tough question because there's been some like smaller edge signings that you just didn't think they would go to teams. Like I'm looking at one here, uh, like Corey Davis to the Jets. I'm like, you know, when you think about uh, a wide receiver like Corey Davis, who's just coming off a year that you know uh, he put up over 900 receiving yards uh, in a system where it really is just give it to. Um, uh, Derrick Henry and just kind of go. Uh, it's not really a, a – I mean, Tannehill has been respectable, but, I mean, I, when you think about Corey Davis, who caught 65 passes for over 980 yards and five touchdowns, you didn't really think he was going to go and, and go to the Jets, but, you know, to, to sign a three-year deal, uh, you know, with the Jets, I, I think it gives uh, Sam Donald another weapon. Uh, and I'm, I'm certainly excited for it to see what it does at the very least. Yeah, uh, leave it to the Jets to overpay for free agents um, every year. But I think the thing that's really surprised me the most – is how all-in New England is going right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're absolutely spending all their money just buying, getting people left and right today. Uh, yep. I guess one of their moves that surprised me the most was the Cam Newton deal. I didn't really think they were going to re-sign him. I thought maybe they were going to let Stidham have a year or if they were going to try to trade up and draft a quarterback. But mm-hmm. from what it looks like, they're sticking with Cam for this year. Uh and kind of just spending a lot of money to put pieces around him. And they yep. brought, I believe they got Nelson Aguilar, correct? Nelson Aguilar, Johnny Smith. Um, another wide receiver, me. I forget. Another, uh, Johnny Smith's a tight end from the, but he, he's mm-hmm. like a wide receiver because of how athletic he is. So, yeah, it's they're going after people. Uh, and even they brought in a guy uh, on the defensive end of the football. Uh, I'm blanking on the name, but that's current. Oh, Matt Judon, too. So, I mean, they're, they're, bringing, they're bringing the guys in, so it's uh, it's kind of shocking. Yeah, that's definitely the most surprising thing to me so far. How uh, how much they're spending? Um, they obviously had the the money to do it, but I didn't really see New England as the team to bring in this many guys on the first day of free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam Newton's deal is actually surprisingly friendly. Uh, it's actually really cheap. It's only five million dollars. Uh, yeah, I believe um, so. It's like base, but then you can make up to can, fourteen, I think, with incentives and everything. So it is pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah, it's only five million base, and then the remaining nine million is all incentives for accomplishment incentives or whatever. Yeah, uh, playoffs, whatever. But 
Pro so Bowl. yeah, it's a good yeah. good cheap deal for a, a player who's won an MVP, who's been to a Super Bowl. Um, mm. I still don't think he's going to do anything because I don't think he's very good. But uh, <laughs> if you can put yeah. pieces around him like they're doing now, um, you never know. Maybe maybe I, they'll definitely be better than they were last year. Uh, so they'll be exciting to watch for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I think – are you saying he hasn't been very good in the past or now, like this current moment in time? Both. I mean, he's been good in the past. He yeah. had a, obviously had his MVP season with Carolina. He was good in Carolina. Mm-hmm. But uh, after that season where he lost the Super Bowl, he's really just fallen off a cliff, honestly. Um, between injuries, inconsistent play, uh, he's just – he's barely staying afloat as a starting quarterback. Uh, I, I think that's the truth. Um I think Jared Stidham could easily challenge him for the starting job. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it surprised me that they gave him a deal like that. But they obviously don't have much depth, so they kind of had to unless they wanted to draft a quarterback. So it's whatever. I, I honestly think the Patriots, with what they're doing right now, they'll probably be looking at the bottom half of, like, the, the postseason bracket next year. I think they'll make the playoffs next year, honestly. Well, I think with Bill Belichick, I don't think you can ever count them out. Them out, but I also think, um, I think they're going to draft a quarterback. I think a lot of people are mocking Matt Jones to him. That uh, I've seen mocks where they trade up for a quarterback too. So, um, it's really going to be interesting to see what they do uh, in terms of that quarterback play, uh, especially when you consider a lot of different things that moves that they're doing uh, right now. Because I mean, we talked about it. The uh, weapons have been kind of a an issue for the Patriots, and now that they're getting some guys in, you know, it's <laughs> we can see a really quick retooling. Very, very quickly. Now, um, like I said, now, is there some other shocking uh, free agency moves that I had seen? Now, we already talked about We talked about Joe Thune. Um, we talked about uh, John Johnson also signed a, uh, an extension, a three-year extension uh, with the Cleveland Browns, ne- worth nearly $34 million. Um, there's a lot of deals so far. Shaq Barrett's going back to Tampa Bay for four years and $72 million. Um, just a lot of things uh, going on in free agency so far that um, Kyle uh, <laughs> Hughes check, I think that's how you say his name, uh, yeah. Five years yeah. for $27 million. So there's a lot of deals here that are going down. Yannick Ngagwe just signed a two-year deal um, worth $26 million, uh, w- w- with the Raiders. So uh, there's a lot of things going on right now that I think are interesting. Uh, and, and when you know, one, when our respective teams make a signing, hopefully we're as excited uh, as we are as, but some of the, for some of these other teams. So um, let's go into our last thing here real quick. This is kind of a shorter episode. Uh, but, you know, can we – like where do we see our team most likely going in the first round? Because I know that the Packers – off the top of my head, I believe have the 29th overall pick, um, from what I remember. Um, but where do you see the Packers going in the first round? Well, first, uh, the Jets just signed the Bengals pass rusher Carl Lawson, so that's exciting okay. for the Jets. Okay. Yeah. Um, they'll be better. But <laughs> the Packers in the first round, there's. I've been doing my getting getting into my off season research mode, and uh, I've been watching a lot of highlights from guys and. There's really one player I really wanted to draft who I think could quite possibly be available at 29. They may have to trade up, but his name is Jeremiah Awusu Koromoa. He is middle linebacker, middle linebacker from Notre Dame. Yep, um, I, I believe I pronounced it correctly. Uh, I think so. <laughs> Best you can, but, anyways. Yeah, 2020 ACC Defensive Player of the Year, 2020 Dick Buckets Award winner, and an All-American. I mean. He's a he's a little undersized. He's only like 6'1", 215 or two twenty, but he's freaky athletic. Um, he's got long, rangy arms. And drafting him would be it'd be so good for the Packers. It would give them like 
they would finally have their own version of today's NFL linebacker, like a sideline to sideline fast guy. Um, those, those are the linebackers that are taking over the league. Uh, that's not who the Packers have right now. Uh, Kamal Martin is going to come into his own. I think he's going to be good. But uh, drafting Jeremiah, that's that's the move I think the Packers should make. I think they'll probably have to trade up five or six spots, though, to probably draft him. I don't think he'd fall to 29. He might. But uh, there's a few mock drafts out there that, that have him fall on that low. But that would just be – that would be a move. I think he'd be an instant starter, um, and he would instantly make an impact. Um, that that defense just needs a linebacker like that, and that's that's the guy I want. If it's not him, I don't really care what else they do, but that's that's the guy that I want Green Bay to go after in the first round. Um, I almost feel like uh... – <laughs> You were also kind of, kind of, you know, on a guy um, uh, as a wide receiver. I believe there was a wide receiver we talked with Garrett, um, I believe, last week. Um, but, uh, but I mean, so your overall assessment of Christian Kirksey in his first year in in Green, what was it? Uh, well, he just signed with Houston. Yeah, he just right. signed, but yeah, but yeah, but just just overall, what was your initial reaction? A guy that had um, seventy-seven uh, total tackles, a couple sacks. I mean, uh, he got the job done uh, as far as a PFF grade. Um, I'm looking it up now, but I mean, 70 tackles. A guy. I mean, at the very least, he, he was productive, to say the least. Yeah, he was definitely not what they wanted him to be. They were looking for an upgrade from Blake Martinez and somebody who could cover better. Kirksey could definitely cover a bit better. He had a bit of an injury problem uh, a few times, but he's yeah, he's a solid player. I just don't think he fit very well into that defense. Um, I don't know. I, I was kind of surprised they let him go. I thought they'd bring him back for another year or so, but it is what it is. They had to, yeah. I guess they really were set on bringing back Aaron Jones. So yeah, it, it's whatever. Yeah, he's good. The, the Houston Texans got a good linebacker for sure. Awesome. Uh, and as far as the Vikings goes, um, Vikings go rather. First round, I think it's defensive tackler or in or offensive guard um, or bust really. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to hear about a Mike Zimmer getting a corner. I don't want to hear about another wide receiver if they trade Adam Thielen. I don't want to hear about a running back. I don't want to hear about a safety. I don't want to hear about any of this. I want them to get down and dirty in the trenches this draft. If you guys look at a mock draft, which we just posted for the Minnesota Vikings, they go defensive tackle and offensive line heavy, specifically guards uh, and interior line. I mean, I think I got Quinn Minores in the fourth round. Um, even guy like Ben Cleveland out of Georgia. I believe I got him in the fifth or maybe in the fourth. I can't remember off the top of my head. But at the end of the day, I have said it the entire offseason because of how frustrating it has been for the last couple of years to see the Vikings interior, specifically the interior offensive line, men get pushed around. Um, the tackles, I think, have been uh, been uh, vastly improved. Uh, Riley Reef, even though the Vikings just cut him, um, was very respectable, a very, very good offensive tackle for the Vikings. Uh, but now Ezra Cleveland, who was actually a left tackle all through his entire life, really, all through high school, all through college, and he played right guard last year. Like, just what? Like, you play a guy that's played left tackle at right guard the entire season. That's, that's just, you don't really envision that. So the fact that he's going to get a chance to actually go through uh, and play the natural position. His most natural position is actually, I think it's going to be the best thing for the Vikings, but it also puts them in the position where they have to go out and get offensive guards now. Like it's it, guards. I know are a dime a dozen in free agency, but they got to go out to and even find guys in the draft. I, I think they should sign two guards and they should draft at least three um, because they just can't 
cannot seem to find a, a consistent guard that either one really. I know I know Ezra Cleveland was respectable last year, but that's what he was. He it was a position he never played before. Pat Alfine was a train wreck. I don't even want to talk about Drew Samia. Uh, and Ben jo- uh, Brett Jones rather is going to be finding another place in free agency. So unfortunately, so I think it's going to be interesting to see what the Vikings do because I uh, I do think at the end of the day they have to make a move for an offensive guard. Um, I know this was a real quick episode, but uh, anything else that shocked you about free agency or, or anything else you're looking forward to so far, my man? Looking forward to uh, I guess the rest of free agency. Uh, I think tonight's there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Um, so it'll get exciting. I'm really excited to see what happens with the. Uh, Watson and Wilson this week, uh, yep. quarterbacks. Um, Green Bay, they're going to make some moves, but it won't be till tomorrow or Wednesday probably. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually just kind of learned this today. Free agency starts technically. So the tampering period opens today where I guess teams can reach out to players and verbally agree on deals or mutually agree on deals. Um, and media can announce it, the players can announce it, but the teams aren't allowed to announce any official moves until Wednesday, which is why I was a little confused. But Green Bay, my bold prediction for Green Bay and free agency, um, T.Y. Hilton. Ooh. I think it could happen, probably not going to happen, uh, but he's he's affordable. And uh, I'd love he's to see threat. him. T.Y. Hilton or Kenny Galladay, one of those two guys, I'd absolutely love it. I'd love it. So mm-hmm. they need to do Aaron Rodgers the justice that they've never done him before and go ahead and bring in a good wide receiver in free agency, not the old classic draft and develop. Just go get somebody who's proven, who's a playmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, you're running out of time. This, this dude's probably only got a couple years left in Green Bay. Um, he's got He's got a good amount of time left in his career, but – I think his time in Green Bay is it's coming to a close. So uh, if they want to win Super Bowls before the Jordan Love era, I think it's time to uh, start balling out for your boy because you've never done it. You let his favorite receivers walk every year. Um, go ahead, spend some money for him. Restructure his contract so you can bring in somebody. But they, they've got to do something, and I, I hope it's Galladay or Hilton. Absolutely agree. I think, you know, if they can bring in another weapon for him, uh, I think that would I, – I don't think it would fix the situation in Green Bay, but I think it would help it a little bit. I think he would be oh, yeah. a little less um, apt to sign a contract somewhere else. So um, I definitely think that would be a good move for the Packers to try to go ahead and get a, another uh, proven wide receiver to definitely help out Aaron Rodgers. Uh, however, I will say for the Vikings, a bold prediction is they are not going to address the guard at guard position at all in free agency. Therefore, our starting guards next year are question mark and Drew Samia. Great. I think Drew Simia had a combined PFF grade of like a 37.5 last year, so that's fantastic. So if they do not address the offensive guard play, uh, please sign anybody at this point, uh, even a guy at 7-11, because at the end of the day, they need they need at least bodies to come in and compete uh, at the very least. So if they don't sign any major guards, they five offensive guards in the draft, just guard, 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 like just straight guards, because that's, that's what they're going to need. So... Um, I, I'm in a similar position that I, I was been in the last couple of years. I, the Vikings need multiple offensive linemen. I've been saying it for years. I feel like I'm talking to a wall at this point, but maybe I am. I, I do it a lot of the time anyway, just ask Lisk. But um, I think that uh, a lot of uh, moves need to be made to help out the interior offensive line um, just so that can be shored up. So um, anything else to add before we get out of here, my man? That's it. I hope it's an exciting week.
Yep. Uh, and keep uh, stay tuned with the Sports Brief podcast. We'll continue to get, uh, get you guys out uh, with more information as far as free agency moves and uh, moves rather. Excuse me. And uh, you know, just re- instant reactions from our favorite teams and maybe other teams as well if we get the time. So make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. Leave a like and a comment helps people find the show. We greatly appreciate all the support. And as always, from this channel, peace out. <laughs>